This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The first, just uh, we're incredibly disappointed with this season, um, and especially you know how, how it uh, went south so early. Um, it feels like you know we've had this press conference a couple times already, uh, just talking about how the team was out of contention early and um, and never really was able to claw back into into relevance. Uh, that that feeling, that disappointment, it it gnaws at us. Um, it gnaws at Stu. It gnaws at Brian Ald. Gnaws at us and gnaws at the players. Um, and we don't want that to happen again. Uh, it's a talented club, and. Um, there were several bright spots that give us a lot of hope going into next year, but when you're 25 games out of first place, there aren't enough bright spots. Uh, we're motivated. We are, you know, we're hell-bent on getting this team back into contention. Uh, we have a lot of the guys in-house, but we're going to need to make some changes, and we're going to need to bring in some, some new players too. But the core is intact. Uh, the core is talented, and if you listen to the players talk, if you listen to Kevin and the coaches, They'll tell you that too. Uh, there's still a lot of confidence. There's still a lot of optimism within our clubhouse, uh, and that bodes well for next year. Questions? I know Kevin. You've mentioned this a couple times, but but Matt as well. What what do you see as the the biggest areas of priority in terms of need, in terms of addressing, and, and both from external, but also you've said a couple times about trying to get guys in the clubhouse better. Me or Matt? Uh, well, like we've talked about a lot this year, uh, base running is something that we're going to do everything we can to address in spring training. We've got coaches and myself that are coming up with different ideas, and um, we got to get better at that. You know, uh, Matt made a good point a couple of weeks ago that with the ability that we hit the home run that we probably need to prioritize a little bit better of just staying on base rather than running into outs. Uh, and that message will be delivered throughout spring and, and throughout the early part of the season. Outside, um, I, I know that you know we, we could probably use some help in the bullpen, and I know our guys will do everything they can to to look at that. But uh, I, it is it's tough to sit here and and, and tell you guys that uh, we feel good about things with with a lot of our core players, but we we, we honestly do. Uh, and the improvements at the end of the year with uh, Corey Dickerson and are the developments of Corey Dickerson, Steven Souza, even though it was cut short, the addition of Matt Duffy, who we never got to see fully healthy. Those are three big, big pieces to our club next year that we're feeling pretty good about. Yeah, I'll, I'll echo Kevin's comments uh, uh, about the bullpen. Um, we need to be more talented. We need to be deeper in the bullpen. Um, and that's going to take some guys coming in from the outside and also – uh, to give a chance to some of the guys who are coming up through the system, and a lot of that will get worked out in spring training next year. Um, you know, on the catching side, um, you know, we have a couple of young catchers uh, who show promise. Um, everyone in the league is looking for catching. Um, it's a it's a tough spot, but it's one that we're going to spend a lot of time this off season. 
Um, and then, as you know, as Kevin said, we have to play better baseball. Um, and base running is one example of that. But um, for us to, to win, we have to fire on all cylinders. That means that in the front office, we have to make good personnel decisions. That means Kevin and the coaches have to manage the games properly. The players have to execute. We have to we have to be clean, um, and we have to do things better than we have done. Uh, you know, we we've worn this this year. Uh, we've seen a lot of the bad this year. Uh, it also helps us to know to identify that and to be able to learn from it. For for both of you, uh, how much of the last two seasons are you willing to shoulder yourselves and individually? How do you think you guys can improve individually, you and? I'll speak for for me. Um, then I'll then I'll tell you how Kevin can improve also. <laughs> uh, I shoulder a lot of it. Um, there's 30 of these roles in baseball, and it's our responsibility, my responsibility, um, to to do whatever you can to create a winning atmosphere, uh, a positive atmosphere. I think we've created the positive atmosphere. We haven't got to the winning. Uh, that we're capable of, and uh, I shoulder a lot of that, and the staff does. We we all do. We take a lot of responsibility in the you know the lack of wins uh, over the last seat over this last season. So we got to get better at that. Um, the experience is going to help. You know, I, we go back and forth. Uh, Matt and I talk all the time, even when he's not on the road or or whenever. I mean, w- we looked at this last two months as. Uh, somewhere this is going to help us, and we need it to help us going into the off season and and going into next year. Yeah, in in terms of the front office, um, we have to make better player personnel decisions. Uh, we we haven't brought in uh, the the type of players, or we haven't brought in the players who have been able to add those wins to this club and get us back to our winning ways. We're always going to be looking in non obvious places. For, for players, for value, for performance. That's how our club is constructed. That's, um, you know, that's predicated on the, the system that we work in um, with Major League Baseball and, and the payroll constraints that we have. So wh- when they don't work out, when those decisions don't work out, it's very easy to say, of course they didn't. Um, and we go back and we review and try to learn from everything that we do. And then when they do work out, everyone, you know, everyone applauds. Uh, but, but you know, for every Joaquin Benoit that we're able to uncover, there are others that we aren't. And when it works out, it's great. But when it doesn't, you say, of course, of course it didn't. You know, of course that guy wouldn't turn into uh, a great reliever. So um, our job is to continue to to study what we do, to make the best decisions we can within the within the constraints that we have. And for the wins to to show the the quality of those decisions and the quality of the performance of those guys together. Uh, Matt, could you address a little more deeply the catching situation? It seems over the past couple of years you've rotated a number of players through that spot. Occasionally a bright spot, but not enough for one of them to grab the job. And we look in the organization, and maybe there's that kid you got from Baltimore, and you look at free agency and. There's not a wealth out there. Pierzynski is a veteran, and who knows what else out there. But the catching seems to be the the, the sore point right now, if you would. No, it it is a sore point. Um, we haven't gotten the productivity from that spot in a, a number of years, but we're not alone in baseball. Um, I was reading some comments from some some other GMs about their off-season wish lists, and catcher is up there. So. Um, I think we're all, as a as an industry, looking for catching talent. Um, there's the offensive side. There's the defensive side. 
there's the game calling, there's the chemistry with the pitching staff. All those things get factored in, and some of it is not uh, as obvious, doesn't show up in the stat sheet. So we'll be, we'll be looking on under every rock this offseason, but at the same time, we have a couple guys in-house that, that we're confident in, uh, that have more room to develop, and so we got to make sure that we nurture those opportunities, nurture guys in our system while also looking outside. Uh, Kevin, if you look back into the whole season, what's the best thing and the worst thing that happened to the team in the whole season? And I always ask you for the Hispanic players. If you need to choose one of the Hispanic players that give you the most and surprise you through the whole season, who will be? Uh, the worst thing, uh, I would, you know, Kevin Kiermaier's injury was pretty difficult. Uh, we knew as soon as he got hurt, it was going to be tough for, for us to withstand that. Uh, but then while he was gone, we, re we probably even realized that even more. Um, you know, the, the best thing, you, know, you look at uh, individual performances, Evan Longoria's season was very impressive, and Alex Colomay's season was very impressive. Uh, Evan has had seasons like that in the past, so that's probably not the most surprising, but to see him kind of bounce back a little bit and stay healthy and stay on the field for 160 ball games out of 162 and put those types of numbers up was uh it was huge for him huge for us the surprising i think alex colomay would probably fit under that category just because i don't think he was doubted but to to kind of be pushed into the closers role because of injuries coming out of spring training you never know exactly what you're going to get i think we would all agree that the ninth inning is a unique inning those last three outs are are, are very difficult to get and alex handled handled that job as well as anybody in baseball this year. Hey, Matt, um, a couple of the players had, had commented on this toward the end of the season, but just from your perspective, is what, what do you, did you learn from this season in terms of your guys' philosophy, um, your, your team-building efforts, and, and even the level of competition that you face? Well, uh, in terms of competition, it's fierce. Um, not only uh, are all clubs getting smarter, resources are, are heading towards the large market teams, and it, it makes it more challenging for us to put a competitive club on the field. Um, it's not an excuse. It's actually a motivation for us, but it's, it's the reality of the game right now. Uh, th there's a lot to be learned. I, I, I want to make sure that we don't lose focus of the offensive performance of this club. Just in terms of raw output, w this team slugged well. This team was, I think, a top 10 team in slugging. Uh, it's been a long time since we've been there. Uh, we, we happen to hit a lot of solo home runs. Those things tend to even out over the course of time. We made too many outs on the bases. If you take this season and, and, and we're to replay it a number of times, we win more games. Now, not, we don't win enough games, and we're not a playoff caliber club, but there's a lot of silver linings in the offensive performance, and we all know that this club can play better defense. We all know we can pitch better. And we have the personnel in place. And when you solidify the, when we solidify the the defense with Matt Duffy, and we have a healthy Kevin Kiermaier and a healthy Steven Souza for the year, this club looks very different. And that's why we look ahead to next year and feel real, feel good about it. Uh, we're never going to feel great. Uh, whatever our payroll is, it's not going to be something that surprises. It's not going to be something that wows. Uh, that's the reality. And we're going to be going up against clubs that spend double, sometimes triple what we spend, but. Within, within reason, we're going to be confident going into next year because of some of those storylines, some, some of the good things that happened this year despite the record. Uh, for both of you, how do you attack that pitching staff this offseason? Because that was obviously an area that this 
club has always been great in in the past and kind of struggled a little bit this year. So I'll start with you, Matt. Yeah, in, in, in terms of pitching, you know, we go seven, potentially eight starters deep, um, which is an envy of many clubs. Uh, talented, experienced guys, a couple of young guys knocking on the door. Um, we saw Blake Snell you know, get his feet wet this year um, and establish himself as someone who can be a really good pitcher going forward. So with that as a foundation, we, we feel good going into spring. Uh, how it plays out this offseason is, is anyone's guess, but we're always getting phone calls. We're always getting phone calls because of our pitching. Uh, and I think one of the missing ingredients this year for us was, was our defense. Uh, and it's not just in terms of the, the outs that we didn't convert, but it's also the, the confidence or the, the lost confidence that our pitchers had. Uh, they had to be a little bit more fine. Uh, they, had to, they had to do more on their own as opposed to trusting the rest of the team. And there was a, a domino effect to that, and we felt it early. And especially when, when Kiermaier went down, um, we just weren't able to replace his productivity on the, on the defensive side. It, it, it's amazing how much confidence he inspires in our pitching staff. Matt, just going back to what you said before, I mean, you guys were able to bridge that gap previously uh, against the higher payroll team. So I'm curious if you feel like that gap is widened. And also if you, know, you try to find that balance of increasing the offense this past offseason, but your run prevention obviously was way down. That always in the past seemed to be the key, it, even at these past sessions, whether it was Andrew or you sitting up here. Is, is that still the target, and, and how do you kind of find that balance? Yeah, I mean, we, we certainly uh, – the, the pendulum swung this year. Uh, there was more offense, there was more home runs, uh, but the defense wasn't nearly as good as it has been in the past. The run prevention wasn't as good as it has been. Uh, and so we need to find that middle ground between the two. And, and I think with the addition of Matt Duffy, with Brad Miller moving over and playing first, we're going to be able to maintain a lot of the offense while improving the defense. And, and Kiermaier as the anchor in the outfield, Longoria at third base. I mean, Forsyth is an incredibly dependable Good fielding, short uh, second baseman. You have the you have a makings of a really good defensive club. We didn't see that club on the field this year, uh, but we can look ahead to next year and and see that and see that club. It, the challenge is tough. Um, it's a conversation we have in the front office all the time, uh, but it's not a it's not any different than the ones that we had five years ago. The gap is huge. Other clubs can go out and spend big money in free agency. We can't. We don't. We don't spend time on that. And so we spend time on some of these uh, under-the-radar deals. Uh, and if we get them right, we look smart. And if we don't, we're having this conference here today, early in October instead of at the end of October. Yeah, um, back to the offense. I was, the, you mentioned that the base running cost you some runs, and it's been mentioned that there's a, there's a good slugging this year. But it seemed like a consistent uh, theme was failure to produce with guys who are on base. Uh, how can that be addressed, uh, given that the, the guys – can you improve that with the guys you have now, or, and, and, and how do you go about that? Uh, we definitely can improve that. I think that, that, that's more or less uh, – you, know, you kind of are what you are offensively. We've learned that about a lot of our players, and – you know, we came up in situations where we didn't come through. Going forward, we're very confident that, that that's going to shift. Uh, we're not going to hit as many solo home runs next year. We're going to hit home runs with guys on base. Uh, I mean, you can come into spring training and pound the table on getting guys in on, you know, 
with runners in scoring position. I'm not sure exactly what that does. We'll, we'll make it a, an emphasis, but uh, the good thing about our players is they take a ton of ownership when they know when they don't get it done, when they do get it done, uh, and they know that we've got to get better at that as a group uh, for us to be successful and you know provide the runs for our pitchers to go out there and have the comfort. Um, but it, I don't think that we we we, we want to go into spring training sitting there saying that this is this is our goal when at times it's kind of uncontrollable I mean if you've got if you've got guys in the lineup that uh a good balance of the the power of the good guy good balance of the guys that make contact uh that's where Matt Duffy falls back in this category again for me is you know he puts the ball in play he's going to add a ton to uh, to our team on both sides of the ball uh Kevin Given the amount of information that comes to you from the analytics department, which is huge, now as you've completed two years, how comfortable are you of turning your back a little bit or going away from the book and managing by intuition or managing by gut and combining that a little bit more in favor of what you need to do at the moment? Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of, of managing by gut. Uh, I'd rather go into every decision as prepared as possible. And if that's coming from uh, decisions or, or, or conversations before the game starts, before a series starts, uh, valuing our analytics, uh, I don't see the reason why I would or our coaching staff would ever go away from that. Uh, we trust the information that's provided. We talk a lot about it, uh, and we buy into it, and that's going to help us win games going forward. A lot was made uh about Chris Archer earlier this year, a lot of expectations. Uh, and record aside, how would you guys uh, have graded his uh, season? Record aside, of course. And how uh, big is Alex Cobb's uh, full season in 2017 going to help Chris? Uh, the other day we were looking at some numbers in Chicago, and it's kind of funny. Chris Archer's season, it was 10 more home runs. He gave up 10 more home runs. Now, he, he gave them up, uh, but – you look at it, he, everybody said he had a great year the year before, and it's the exact same numbers that he put together. So we, Jim Hickey said it all year long or from the halfway point on. The inopportune walk and keeping the ball in the ballpark was, was the big difference uh, this year as opposed to past years. I think we're all very confident that Chris Archer, uh, especially the second half, really turned, turned it on, and we saw uh, the Chris Archer that we all know. And... You know, we, as a pitching staff, need to do a better job of keeping the baseball in the ballpark. And that will, that, to me, that's the big difference. As far as Alex Cobb, um, we're thrilled where he, where he came back. Uh, it was very important for him to get the experience, uh, go through the rehab process. I think he made four or five starts. Uh, there wasn't a ton that we were focusing on a result basis. It was more for him to go into the offseason, feel good about himself, and have a normal offseason. A lot of people don't understand when you're rehabbing the way him and Chase Whitley and Matt Moore did the year before, there is no downtime. Uh, Alex Cobb would be the first to tell you he's excited to not touch a, a baseball for a while, not do shoulder weights for a little while, come into spring training fresh. Matt, so much of this franchise, when we talk about it, it's almost like life on the wire, razor's edge. Things have, for this franchise have to break just right. In, in that sense, does some you know, mediocre or substandard drafts, is, is that coming back to haunt this team at this time? We, yeah, we, we, we rely upon our farm system more than, than most teams, and the draft is, is a very big way for us to 
uh, add to that and to replenish it, especially as we have players graduate to the major leagues. Uh, and it's a focus. And every team is looking to get better. We're looking to get better. And there's going to be even more emphasis on it this year now that we're picking four. Um, it's, it's the highest pick that we've had in a long time. Uh, it gives us an opportunity to access uh, talent that we haven't had in the past. You know, we've seen the Red Sox and the Cubs pick uh, up here in the top five, but we haven't picked in the top five in, in a long time. Uh, something doesn't seem right about that. But now, now we are. Unfortunately, it's because of uh, the season that we had. But we'll take that. We'll take that number four pick, and we'll do the best that we can, and hope that player helps us a few years down the road. Uh, that that's one of the challenges with baseball is you make these decisions in the draft. And then you wait three, four, or five years for that impact at the major league level. Uh, you know, Blake Snell, we're, we're talking about five, six years uh, between the time he's drafted till he's helping us. And now we have the next several years with him. Um, but that decision was made many, many years ago. So uh, the draft is important. Our international signings are important. The trades that we make are important. And it's a delicate balance. Uh, we, when, we, when we believe we can win, and we do right now, we have to put our focus on the major league club and on the present. But if we, if we don't pay attention to the future and if we don't pay attention to our system and having the talent in the system, we're going to do ourselves a disservice and we're going to be having too many of these conversations with you guys early in October for years to come. And so that's the balance. But looking ahead to next year, we feel like we have a good club. Uh, and we're going to do what we can to put a winning club on the field. But we're going to make sure that we pay attention to the future and keep replenishing that system because without it, we don't have guys like Willie Adamas and Jake Bowers and Daniel Robertson knocking on the door. We don't have Blake Snell. We don't have Jamie Schultz. You know, we, there are a lot of guys, Austin Pruitt, someone drafted um, way down in the draft who's uh, made a, a real big impression on, on our, in, our major, in our minor league system. We need those guys uh, to keep coming up through the system and help us replenish the talent at the major league level. Matt or Kevin, um, obviously you had a lot of one-run losses this year, and it kind of screams a little bit like the guys just don't know how to win yet. Is that something you address uh, chemistry-wise with maybe trying to bring in a veteran, or do you think the guy's here, or is that something that's just going to come with age? Yeah, well, one-run losses are, are better than seven-run losses. Um, and I'll, I'll take one-run losses every now and then because it means you're in the game and you have a chance to compete, and, and it means that, that – Something on the margin didn't go well for you, um, whether that's not having the bullpen, whether that's not having um, you know the the clutch hitting that you need to erase that that lead uh, or that deficit. Um, one run losses are actually a pretty good sign going into next year. Um, at the same time, we got to do those small things in order to to score those final runs to be able to change the score late in the game, and we weren't able to do that this year, but. We were close. We played a lot of competitive games. We lost a lot of competitive games. Hey, Matt, you mentioned the, the payroll. I don't know if you know yet what your situation will be, but do, do you anticipate a lot of, uh, including Duffy and Souza, who finished on the DL, but do you anticipate most of that team returning? And, and given you have the starting pitching depth and the free agent market and starting pitching is so thin uh, industry-wide, do you anticipate a lot of interest in that group as a vehicle to possibly make some moves. Yeah, we always have interest in our pitching. Uh, and so there will be phone calls. There have been phone calls already about our pitching. The offseason has already begun. Uh, it's hard to predict what the club is going to look like, but we 
we know that that core is in place. Um, and without, if we, if we don't make many changes, we roll into spring training uh, with a club that we know and a club that we expect to do much better than this year. Uh, but it's really, it's too early to predict what the offseason is, is going to bring. Uh, Matt Duffy should be healthy. Steven Souza should be healthy, but we're not going to have injury concerns going into next year with the players right now on our roster. Uh, and it's just about us rounding out the 25-man roster, the 40-man roster, and making sure that not only is there talent, but there's depth. Um, and that's one of the that's one of the places where um, we didn't succeed as a front office this year. When players went down, uh, especially when Kiermaier went down, we didn't have the type. We didn't have players that 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 stepped up. Um, we didn't. We, we saw a real drop-off in performance, uh, and we need to do better with that depth because we're going to have injuries. We're going to have guys that, um, that go down, and we need to be able to have the next guy come in, play at a high level until, until a guy like Kiermaier returns. Yeah, Matt, um, obviously as, as general manager, one of your tasks is to take a hard look at, at yourself and your club. Are you fooling yourself maybe a little bit to have such a set lineup and to think you guys can make up so much ground? Well, in terms of the lineup, that's uh, that that's Kevin's uh, that's Kevin's department. Um, look, the the proof is in the pudding, and we'll know next year how the club does. We know this year that we underperformed, uh, that we disappointed, and we have we have millions of fans across Tampa Bay who are upset. And we're upset, and and uh, this is not the type of performance that we expect, and not the type of club that we want to put on the field. But there are bright spots, and um, when we make those hard decisions, and when we look inward, and we try to figure out the things that we've that, that we've done well, and that we haven't done well, we have to make sure that we don't throw throw out the baby with the bathwater. There are, there are good players on this club, uh, and there's a lot of talent on this club, and if and if we have too much of a knee jerk reaction to what we saw this year, uh, we may end up doing more damage than good. Uh, like Kevin said, there were some really good storylines, especially in the second half. Uh, the pitching stayed solid throughout. Our defense was not good. Our base running was not good. These are finer points. These are things that we can correct, but in terms of finding offensive players, guys who can hit the ball over the wall, we did well this year. Um, in terms of the bullpen, we didn't. And so we know the places that we need to address uh, there, those conversations have been going on for the last couple months. Um, so we've had a head start on the offseason, and we're ready to get back at it. Matt or Kevin, uh, regarding Brad Miller, a couple things. Uh, first, your take on um, his resistance to give up the uh, everyday short, shortstop job, as maybe any proud athlete would do. But then uh, moving to first and putting up some of the numbers that you would hope for out of that position, and going forward, do you feel that uh, you see him and do you have a buy-in from him as a first baseman, uh, a backup shortstop at the same time, some DH at-bats? You covered it all right there. Uh, yeah, we had a conversation in Texas with Brad, um, and it was, it was a great conversation. We're thrilled with the way Brad Miller played this year, the way he performed. I mean, that, those, that's a guy that, you know, a lot of times our front office gets questioned that's somebody that they went out found seeked and and lived up to it and the, the industry probably didn't realize but we knew we had a chance to have a really talented player he came in 
He hit 30 home runs. Um, he did, you know, finish our lineup hitting fourth for us for the last two months of the year. Just a big part of our lineup going forward. As far as the, um, you know, the, the switch from short to first, we anticipated that he would, there would be some resistance. This is a, you know, young man that's probably played shortstop since he was eight years old. And to have that potentially taken away to a degree, I, I respect the frustration. Um, but we got to do what's best for our club, what we feel is best for the Tampa Bay Rays. And the acquisition, acquisition of Matt Duffy kind of allowed us to make that move. Once Brad, after about two or three days uh, of talking and, and you know speaking his mind a little bit, we could not have asked for more buy-in on his part. He, he went over to first. He actually played first base really well given – I mean, you look at – a lot of people overlook the fact that how difficult it is to – pick the balls out of the dirt it's just a totally different angle that you're that you're uh positioned in and he he handled it very well he's going to be even better than that with an off season to, to go work uh at first base and then as far as keeping the option at short why wouldn't we want that option available to for, to us and for him uh to know that we've got a guy that's very comfortable to go over there it might allow us to do some different things with our roster coming out of spring training but could not be happier with what uh, Brad Miller's season fulfilled.